0: This is the Monocast, all about open-source marketing automation with Montic, And here is your host, Heccy
1: Gamble. Welcome back to the Modicast. We're recording this still in 2019, while you, dear listener, are already in the future. (laughs) Hey, welcome there, and how are you doing? Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty good. Yeah, we we, uh, met today for a couple of hours uh, in the middle of uh, the quiet season and uh, we're enjoying the the quietness at the office and then the phone not ringing and uh, concentrating on Mordeg, yay. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, we have a pretty nice interview today on the list with with my friend Norman Pracht, uh, which is later in this episode. We're going to talk about building businesses around open source of all sorts. And of course, uh, with focus on before we go there um we're doing this third full podcast plus episode zero, so we're trying to grow up uh still in the early days but um we would'd love to see more people on the, in the social media, so you can like always find the context in the show notes show notes but but add-ons and, and maybe some, some sort of discussion in social media of all sorts, Twitter and co. Yeah. Um, we'd also love people to to uh, do even more rating and even reviews on iTunes, which helps us a lot. So if you have other people in your universe who are somehow dealing with Mordic, but magically have not yet discovered the Mordicast, <laughs> please help them find it and uh, help us to love it. Thanks. Yeah okay um, we had a Christmas gift yeah we did I, I hope you had many and, and I, had, <laughs> I had some very nice ones but Mortic has a cri- Christmas gift uh, Leon tell us about it
0: yeah we got a um, kind of surprising Christmas gift from John Linhardt um, he wrote a blog post and a form thread about Mortic marketplace which is pretty exciting yeah and he actually named it a christmas
1: gift which it really is uh as you know Mordic plugin installation uh, uh, third-party plugins anyway is a bit cumbersome so far it requires manual command line work and uh that's okay for a beginning um yeah it's 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 okay but but we can do better yeah we can and so we all would love to see an actual an actual Marketplace, and before we have that, uh, some some advanced mechanism for plugin installation and and uninstallation, and uh, we, we had a, f- a bit of discussion be- before the recording of this podcast mm-hmm. that also involved Thomas over here, um, and while while John's forum thread or or the the article plus the the stre- thread resulting out of that is mainly focused on on the r- technical nitty-gritty <laughs> so <Sorry, laughs> it's, it's important of course but but it, it is really already dealing with things like uh timeouts or or, or the best way for installation and then using composer is at the core of it and and i love that and and uh being Im- Im- uh, able to do a complete install yeah. uh, or upgrade via a composer for Mautic itself is is fantastic i love it um but uh, the discussion over here went a different way. We we focused on on uh, the future of a web UI for installing and uninstalling plugins in Mordic. So um, all tec- technical aspects aside, uh, if we if you think of that, the the really big picture, the wishful thinking for the future, a complete marketplace is of course much more than just installing a plugin. It yep. is. Discovering plugins, it is also uh, other things like, like templates or even services, mm-hmm. trainings, etc., which could be found and discovered wa- via Marketplace, maybe even purchased and paid for. Yeah. Uh, maybe even a, a subscription model and then also dealing with uh, GPL issues, etc., and a ton of other aspects that come along with it, so it, it quickly becomes a kind of a monster. Oh, yes. So going one step after another is definitely the right way to go. However, um, does a web UI make sense in the first place? Or is it maybe not such a good idea to have uh, um, technical unsavvy users messing around with modic plugins and crashing the system? <laughs> whatever. Um, so we had a bit of a hypo uh, hypothesis this oh my god <laughs> um, that it, it, it might be hurtful and, and uh, even a bit tricky for SaaS providers who do not want people to install all sorts of plugins which um,
0: could mess up the system like completely
1: <laughs> yeah yeah or um, however I think that the pros are winning here on, on, on the one hand it is um, just a very convenient thing to have a nice ui for discovering and installing
0: yeah especially if you're like not a tech savvy person like albert rate right, myself hmm. it's pretty hard to install and deinstall plugins and if you have like a nice web ui um even someone like me could handle plugins yeah a bit better
1: <laughs> um so i know you have a background on, on, on the wordpress side yeah um would you think Mautic should do just the same as as, Mo- as WordPress did or
0: the WordPress marketplace is very convenient. I mean you have different um like uh different plugins for the same topic, talking about uh if you want to have a cookie banner, mm-hmm. then you just put in cookie banner and you get twenty plugins mm-hmm. and then you go for the rating. Like I myself would choose the a uh, plugin with the best rating, with the most downloaded. And I think that's an like, idea that Morty could also use. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a rating system and you get to see which plugin was downloaded the most, then you would have like, um, you could choose easier yeah. which one to use. Yeah,
1: if we we look at one step after the other, that's definitely not not the f- first or the second step. Oh no, it but, isn't. But. <laughs> but over time, it is tremendously important to uh have a good management for the the plugin universe yeah when when multiple things come up when, when new things come up and need to be discoverable not just those that have been uh, downloaded a hundred times but also if if legacy stuff is no longer maintained in mm-hmm. a proper fashion and uh or if there's an important plugin that the community wants to be maintain, maintained, but the actual maintainer is gone or, or is is lazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, as I said, it's it's complex stuff, but but. Um, even starting for, from the marketing perspective, explaining to people, "Hey, ModX is open source. You can install your own plugins. And here is a command line that you need to it's execute." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think it does makes it l- make a lot of sense to have the web UI. Obviously, as I said, um, there is more than, than just a list of names to it. A description, or even a link to click on to to have additional information and documentation, etc. Yeah. That also implies by the way, that there has to be a complementary website a, mm-hmm. a web repository for those plugins, which is not GitHub, which may may be served from github but but whatever the mechanism is the, but the the high level vision would be really that right yeah, so we have it a be. web repository and we have an inline browsing feature in Mordic, and um yeah, one click install and and then it perfect, goes, yeah. goes all back to, to composer and, and and what have you. Yeah, uh, again, thanks, John, for this fantastic gift, and I, I I think that's also a nice topic for a future interview to, to yeah, be, for sure, go further in this discussion. Okay, next up is um, the communication infrastructure
0: in the community. Yeah. Yeah, there's a new um, addition to the Slack channel. There's a new Slack bot which detects um, maybe misplaced topic which should be placed on a forum instead of Slack. Um, thanks to Ruth who configured the bot. Um, it's pretty handy and yeah, it can be annoying at times because it d- does
1: uh, <laughs> misdetections. detections. Yeah. Hey, do you think this is support? I think this might be support. Do you want to go there?
0: No, it's not. Leave me alone. But that's okay. Uh, I think it's really valuable, as I said. Yeah. And um, the forum is based on Discourse, and there it's not that important but there's a pretty handy app which is called discourse hub. It's an awful name but the app is pretty handy to use the forum even on um, mobile. If you can use it on iOS, Android. And t- to complete the confusion it's a discourse and not discord. Discord is a um, communi- uh, communication application uh, comparable to Slack mm. but um, there has been some issues using Discord so it's Discourse for the firm and not Discord to complete the conversation. Okay,
1: so Discord w- was considered a, an alternative to Slack and the decision was not to use it for now. And uh, yeah, Discourse Hub I, I use it too and it's, it's really nice to, to have uh, a r- nifty tool on your iPhone um, to, to join the conversation at all times. Yeah, uh yeah, I think it's worth bringing that up this, this duality between chat and and uh, forum yeah. has always been confusing to people and uh still is. So thanks Ruth for for helping <laughs> enforcing <laughs> it, the right way to use it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. One thing that came up in Slack was um, a suggestion by our friend Nico Greenauer in Austria, mm-hmm. Hello Austria, mm. um who did something for Drupal Austria, called Open Collective, which oh. is basically a channel for financial sponsoring, mm-hmm. and he said, "Hey, why not do this for Mortic too?" And I think I love the idea. Um, it feels a bit early, though, to do that on a, on the global level, on the on the on the uh, organizational level, because it. Lacks organization, <laughs> yeah. We, exactly. we would not even know what to do with, with any money raised, plus, we don't have a legal entity, etc. Yeah. And and frankly, I think money is not our worst bottleneck at this point. Not, nah. Um, so, I, I, as I said, I, I love the idea, it takes organization. The problem is that, that even organizing this. Uh, requires resources which are sparse at this point. So, uh, if we look at how do we use our limited resources best, um, there are other things: mod three, growing the team, etc., uh, where, where money can't really help. Um, so, my suggestion would be to to go ahead as a private initiative mm-hmm. at this point uh, with a well-defined purpose and a transparent process and everything yep. and say hey if you could donate money here be it one timer or a monthly or yearly or whatever um, if you do that then we will use it wisely here's how and here's what we did in the past and all, all that can be done privately yep. in my experience there's another model that works even better than that and that would be uh, all sorts of crowdfunding for a well defined specific goals. So here is one thing like a tech manager or a, one thing I want to achieve maybe mm. an integration with XYZ. Um, and uh, I'm willing to organize this piece of software mm. in my own company with uh, freelancers with with third parties, whatever. And um, here is what the features will be, here is what it will cost, and here is how much money needs to be raised. And then uh, I, myself, or as as Leuchtfeuer, we would definitely be willing to chip in in an amount of money and say, okay, yeah, that's worth it. it. And uh, uh, like any other crowdfunding too, that works really well in in open source. So, Nico, if, if you feel like doing any of that, I'm I'm fully with you and I will chip in. Okay, let's move on to Norman. Norman has been a long term uh yeah, mortic contact for me, but also became a friend really quickly, so I'm very happy to have the chance uh, to, uh, to have had the chance uh I think a couple of days before Christmas really um to have a conversation with him and here it is. Yeah, today, I'm very happy to uh, say hello to Norman, who is an old friend of mine. Uh, So basically, one of the very first touch points in the Mordic universe for myself. And I'm I'm glad you're here today. Hi,
2: Norman. Hi, Eke. How are you doing? Well, I mean, it's a busy end of uh, year. Uh, We have many things going on in the Mordic community and uh, also for, for my company. So working hard.
1: Yeah, we're recording this uh, close to Christmas. Um, so please excuse any noise in the background, background on my side, because people are preparing for our agency Christmas celebration, that that involves carrying a bit of beverages, etc. So <laughs> sorry for that. Yeah. Um, again, thanks for your time today. Um, I would like to start by asking you to tell me a little bit about yourself. Where you are located, what you are doing with Motic today, what products you guys offer, who your customers are, et cetera. So tell us a bit.
2: Yeah, um, so I'm Norman. I'm the general manager at WebMechanic, and uh, WebMechanic is offering a cloud version of uh, Motic open source, uh, which includes support, maintenance, and also sort of type of uh, services like training. Um, we are located in France, but we are currently trying to expand in a um, in several uh, countries in Europe, and what we care about, especially, is the different local uh, constraints and laws, and especially GDPR, which is uh, an important topic for marketers in uh, in Europe. Yeah, and who do we target, and with who we work for, uh, with who we work uh, are any type of enterprises. Um, they could be startup. SMBs, or large accounts, and in both uh, B2C or B2B activities. Hmm,
1: fantastic. And I know it's a valuable asset in the Mordic ecosystem. <laughs> um, but how did all that get started? I actually never asked you that question. What, what is the history be- behind that mechanic and MORTIC?
2: Yeah, the the story is interesting. Um, I think uh, yeah, the story is telling is nice. So I've been arriving here uh, in this company five years ago. Uh, at that time, web Mechanic was a web agency with another name, um, and we were uh, using for our customers a marketing automation software called Net Results, um, who's actually an excellent product founded by Michael Ward. And it's family in the, in the Colorado, um, and we were using that solution for our customers. And um, at a certain time, after one year, I was working on that. Um, we really felt that there is an interesting trend on the market concerning this technology in France, and we wanted to switch. So we wanted to switch from the web agency um, experience to to become a, a software vendor. Uh, and at the same time, we discovered Motic. So. That was four years ago, Um, we first tried to install it, we tried to understand how it works, we were trying to understand if it answers our customer needs, and we finally uh, jumped in. We started to contribute and and we finally uh, decided to use that open source technology um, as core of our cloud marketing solution for our customers.
1: Hmm, okay, so so you started contributing pretty early up. Did you have any experience with, with open source pr- prior to Mortec?
2: Never. I mean, this is not true because uh, today when you're tech, you are almost having experience with open source uh, all along your dev uh, working life. But um, in the web agency, we were working on WordPress, for instance. So we were already using some open source technologies, but we w- weren't really um, getting into the community. We didn't contribute, we didn't comment or give anything to, to the community, really taking a standard WordPress package, as do many people today, uh, and installing it for our customers and customizing customizing it. So while joining Motif community, we discovered a young community at that time, because I think when we started, it was um, version 1.2 and, and still a, a, a really early project. Um, But because of the size of the community, uh, there were an interesting space to to take uh, and a role to to, to play uh, to help this community growing at that time. So we we learned open source really with Motic.
1: Okay. And you you kept going that way all all along and are still a very strong contributor and among the largest in total, right?
2: Yeah, the, I mean, um, so today using motic and and making our customers using Motik is our main work um, and to every day's job. So we are investing a lot of time in motic uh, in um, developments, bug fixing, or even community uh, administration. Um, to give you just an example, uh, in 2019, so the current year, we have contributed a uh, over 100 times uh, to the code to give features or fixbacks. Wow.
1: Well, excellent. Very good. I, I wished everybody w- would be doing that. But maybe that should be really the, the main topic of our conversation today is is uh, how does open source really work? The underlying assumption or concept is that the software wins and gets better all the time, because of growing contribution. And the contributors, like you, win because they not only have a good and well-known software at hand, but also they um, make themselves a name. They create growing demand for services of all sorts, which they can then sell to others. So so the fact that the software is free of license cost does not mean that people don't need professional services around it. Mm. So, I know you do uh, SaaS offerings, and you do training and, and uh, support, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, in general, what, what sort of services around Mordic make sense to build a business around?
2: Yeah, this is, um, I think, and this is right, and this is the philosophy around open source. This is a win-win situation. Um, the open source grows thanks to contributors, and contributors get, um, get this feedback also because the contributions are, are bigger, then each feature are better and stuff like that. So um, today I, 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 f- I see different ways uh, of building activities around uh, the open source community. Um, I would say there are three types. First, there are a a, a first technical uh, layer uh, who's really oriented around hosting, fixing, maintaining, working on updates and stuff like that. So basically, it's a work uh, more oriented for technical guys, developers. Most of the time, it could be outsourced. So this is the first type of activities you can find around. A second type of activity uh, can be around the product itself and what it offers. So um, for instance, with Motic you can send emails and stuff like that, but you could uh, want to have some extra features uh, like... Plugging the, the software to a call center because you need to, to call your customers or leads. Um, having email templates uh, because you don't have developer in your team and you want to have a, a nice looking email template, etc. Um, so this is also technical, uh, but more oriented around the, 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 the feature itself. And to finish, there is a third uh, piece of layer uh, where you can... Um, Uh, create services around and make business on. And I think this is maybe the most important today. And I think this is the most important today. It is uh, all around the usage of the product. Um, Because having a technical product doesn't make the product working. And this is the same, actually, you can have with the CMS world. You can download a WordPress. It doesn't mean that your WordPress is performing. You need an agency who will advise you how to make the UE, then how to make the UI, then how to make the UX, um, then how to present your product, make content, etc. And you have exactly the same type of issues or challenges to face with a a marketing automation solution. Um, You need advices to build a strategy. Uh, Maybe it's a web agency can help you on that. Uh, You need to produce some content for your landing pages, your emails, your SMS, etc. And all of those services around the usage of the product are really, really uh, expected and and searched by uh, enterprises using this type of product.
1: Yeah, I think that covers it all. Basically, I I find specifically tricky the idea of of selling specific templates or features to multiple people. I've uh, seen a lot of freelancers or even agencies who offer services like uh, you need an email template, I can do it for you or I can uh, create a custom plugin for you. But there's still no marketplace where you can uh, offer boilerplate templates or plugin like you would for for WordPress, for instance. People are doing it in in their own location, but but there's no common thing like that. Uh, Have you heard anything about the the latest rumors on on doing that in, in, in Mautic?
2: yeah this is an interesting topic um and you're right to 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 make a community growing. we need to help uh, people that can uh, make some money around it uh the life is here because more it's attractive in terms of uh, of a budget you can win with, more people will come and jump in also so again, it is win win so at a certain point, I think we'll need to find a way um to make um, Trading much easier as it can be on WordPress, for instance. Um, I know the marketplace is uh, something uh, the community wants to implement. Uh, I don't believe it will come uh, in the in the short months because uh, we currently have uh, other priorities. Yeah. Other priorities, um, but I believe at the end of the year we may have some interesting news about it.
1: Cool. Okay. Um, in in general, do you see any? any change any increase in, in demand for for services around Mautic?
2: Um, I wouldn't say I see an increase of demand because the, the demand has always been there. But I feel more um, that there is a, a change of the type of demand. Um, at the very beginning, Uh, people wanted that we help them to build campaign in, to create emails for themselves, etc. Because uh, I had the feeling that the the market was uh, less mature, at least in France um, and in Europe. And more and more, um, those enterprises want to be autonomous. They want to be trained and to use it themselves in their um, uh, own companies. By the way, there is uh, new jobs. You can be a marketing automation manager. It wasn't existing five years ago. Um, And in consequence, uh, it's more about training to be autonomous. And then they need more advanced features. So uh, I see more and more uh, requests to have custom plugins or custom features that answer to a specific needs, to a specific market.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, but that might also be in a bubble because our clients are, are tend tend to be larger clients with with more custom needs as opposed to the the SMBs who are yeah in, in different, different tiers. Um, I'd like to to get back to the different nature of services, like like um, creating campaigns on the one hand, creating plugins, coding, on the other hand. Um, do you see any general difference in thinking between the tech and the marketing audience and the service providers uh, in, in the way they, they do open source?
2: Um, yeah, uh, definitely. And this is also something I think we we should work on uh, because today there is a huge space uh, for technical people and the project itself has been uh, created, the project has been created on a technical core team uh, with technical tools, uh, tools to create code, to manage code, to manage version and stuff like that. Um, But at the very beginning, we didn't integrate uh, like marketing teams or stuff like that. Um, And those way of contributing are also very important because they all make the community uh, bigger and better. Um, and if we offer today the only way uh, to contribute through code, uh, we will probably um, miss some different type of braids, like marketers, uh, like, uh, I don't know, researchers, like users or stuff like that, because they don't find a way to express themselves or to give back the feedback, uh, to share the market uh, trends they can see, or what they should have met on a competitor's w- website, or stuff like that. So um, there is several ways to contribute, and, and uh, if you go to the Motic blog, uh, you will see that uh, more and more um, we are uh, calling for contributors, but not only developers, also marketers, community, uh, administrators, and stuff like that, uh, because you can contribute by publishing some content by administrating the forums by um, imagining the future of the features and stuff like that mm-hmm.
1: yeah and, and on top of that or even before that I think one one thing we need to work on is make the concept of open source well understood to everybody because in my experience technical people are more familiar with the concept as opposed to people that come from the marketing side and may have never really heard about uh, how open source really works and then the technical barriers etc that i just mentioned those are seem to be a recurring theme these days comes up again and again so yeah way to go uh different question open source we talked about the different type of clients um but some have the feeling that open source is always uh those clients that don't have money anyway, so it's low budget. Um, Is it a trend? Is it it general truth? Or is is it completely wrong way to think?
2: I think it's wrong, even if I can understand it, because uh, maybe people sometimes are greedy or because they simply think because the code is open, then it's free. So it it probably drains people that are looking for something free. Um, But it's more about uh, how you make your business around it that make the type of customers you have. Um, If I give you some examples, um, for instance, you may know Drupal, who's also um, part of Acquia, uh, the (laughs) owner of Motic, Uh, and Drupal is a CMS who is targeting uh, big companies. Uh, If you want a simple and, and, and small project, you don't choose Drupal. Um, and the, the recent communication of Acquia, for instance, uh, was showing that they they, they target uh, big accounts and, and they want to compete Adobe. And if you know a bit what uh, Adobe uh, is offering, and especially on the marketing cloud solutions, uh, their solution is really expensive, uh, full of features, and uh, not... At all, uh, targeting uh, low-budget customers. So uh, s- somehow, uh, it's more about how how you present it and how you t- install it, how you package it, and all the services around you, you put will you, that will draft the, the type of customers you you have.
1: Mm. Okay, yeah, that, that's something for the marketing team to to, to work on the, on the messaging and and. To, Move it up and polish it up to avoid yeah, the, the, the impression that, that we're, we're about low budget and, and um, not, not exactly. so high end because the, the tech is frequently high end, but people then don't, don't really believe it because the marketing is not as shiny as if commercial guys. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Okay. Before we get to the end, um, is there any downside? Is there any? risks that, that people should be aware of when, when they consider providing services for an open source product such as Mautic? and then being contributor to?
2: Um, so I wouldn't say there is a risk but there is uh, something I would be happy to share is uh, more around the, the open source philosophy. Um, I would love that people really take into consideration that uh, philosophy before jumping in a project or making business around this type of project. uh, Because as we said before, um, this is a win-win situation. And if somehow at a certain point the balance doesn't go correctly on both sides, uh, you may face some frustrations. uh, and, uh, And this is really something we all should keep in mind. If you join a community and you expect to, to make your, a part of your business uh, relying on it, uh, you need also to appropriate to yourself this philosophy, which means sharing with the community and sharing with the other people, um, giving back to the community what the community brings to you. And I've been writing about it because uh, I think people... Uh, miss the information, how easy it is to contribute to a community, and how important it is to to help other community members to to take advantage of what we all do. Also, there is something I would like to highlight is um, that MOTIC and and most of the open source projects are under GPL um, license. Uh, And and this is something important because this is also part of the the philosophy. There is no contract you sign with the community or whatever, but when uh, you for instance, your agency and you want to make some custom developments for a customer and stuff like that, you should also encourage uh, your customer or your user or even in your inside your teams um, to keep what you're doing extra uh, under the same uh, license and to offer it to the community uh, as the community offered you the, the basis for it. So um, you're never constrained, but if you don't play the game, then at certain time, the balance will not go in both sides. So this is something I really would like that people uh, integrate in their uh, in their way of working with a community when they jump in.
1: Yeah, I agree. I even think it's a good thing for people to publish what they did or, or what they got created. If, if I have a if I, if I paid for a custom integration to some CRM, um, then either I can Pay for the maintenance for it forever. If there's any version upgrades or so, or I can make it public, public, and, and hope that the community will take over maintenance and and uh, do the work for me in the future.
2: Exactly. If you do the work well and you share with other people, they will also invest some energy. Uh, and again, this is a positive cycle. Uh, if you give something, other people will give something back, and you will take advantage of it. This is open source philosophy community
1: yeah perfect perfect end. um what's coming next from web mechanic? What can we expect in the next couple of months
2: um so first, I would take two weeks of holidays <laughs> 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 but uh after that um so um we are launch- launching like in the current days uh, a new version of our portal. Our portal is kind of an interface interface that allows our users to, to manage multi-instances, to do cross action on cross-instances and stuff like that. Uh, but at the very beginning of the year, we would like to start uh, working on a new email builder for the Motic community. Um, we know that today it's a, it's a pain in, in the software because uh, uh, it exists uh, more performing uh, technologies today, um, and WebMechanic, uh, as good con- contributor, would like to carry that one. Uh, so review the interface uh, for better user experience and having the ability to do more and better, and also uh, adding a new technology in the back uh, who provide a really high quality HTML for different email clients.
1: Wow, love so it. So
2: that's the the very next. Um, I believe we can achieve that in Q1 2020. Uh, that will also depend on, on the community because uh, we'll first make an MVP uh, and then share it with the community, get feedbacks, uh, try to enhance the, the different features around it, and then uh, see with the community uh, how is it accepted to, to merge it in the core. So this is the, the first big step. And then um, we have every year... Um, Something that, that uh, we care about is uh, something we call Automation Day. Um, it's an event around the marketing automation and, in general, all the the different topics that can turn around. Last year, we, we did it uh, uh, in France uh, in September, uh, and the subtopic was content marketing. I can already tell you that in 2020, the, the topic will be marketing automation and uh, user experience. So I think we have a lot to say around it. Uh, so that's something important for us. We, we have about like 300 uh, participants each year. So that's interesting to come and, and to meet different actors of uh, this ecosystem.
1: Fantastic. Wow. Where can people find you on, on- online?
2: Uh, they can find us, uh, on LinkedIn, uh, if they want directly to talk to me concerning community or whatever. Uh, and of course on our website, webmechanic.com, uh, if they want to find some information about our company.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much for your time Norman. It Was a pleasure and and also a very valuable discussion I think. Thank so, you for the uh, invitation. appreciate your time and I uh, talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. So, what's coming up in the Mortic world? Uh any events um with one news in in managing events and that's uh, the introduction of asynchronous team meetings. So, that's for the Mautic community teams, such as marketing, product, et cetera, yeah. uh, where we have had a couple of mm, Jitsi calls now, mm-hmm. so online meetings, and we always had the problem that, that we have contributors around the globe, which are in completely different time zones, and it's just impossible to, have a, a, to schedule a date and time. Where people in Indonesia can join as well as people in the US. Yeah, that's a problem. Or in Brazil or what have you. Um, so there's no easy way to solve that. Uh, we've had the suggestion to TikTok it. Mm-hmm. so But that also means to exclude either one every second time. Yeah. Um, so what we we'll introduced now is uh, basically extending meetings uh, online. So we, we do the online, uh, the, the, the yeah online calls. Yep. And then for every single topic have a, a thread in, in Slack in the in the proper community forum. Yep. So we would have number, f- number one introduction, number two, past number three, future, whatever. And then whatever has been said and done in the meeting is first, and then we can go from there uh asynchronously which is great works really nicely even for people who just missed the call or have additional thoughts afterwards yep. uh i love it good other than that um in for 2020 we did not really do a, a complete outlook here because it feels weird to me to try that there's so many so yep. many things on so the many list many things on the list yeah i would not even dare do a uh, six-month outlook <laughs> at this point <laughs> yeah um but i'm really really looking forward to it and for myself my my top priority as i already said earlier is is really supporting as good as i can to grow the community and to have more people on board uh, which is the root of everything else um that means to make people aware of it and make make it transparent how easy it is to get started and that it after all is is really fun and, and very satisfying to to do that and to to contribute and make the world a better place after all at least in mortic world <laughs> okay so let's uh, go ahead and do that in 2020 and we all see you on the other side bye 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 <laughs>